Hi, I'm Peter Keegan. And I'm Laura Boswell. And over there, there's the talented Mr B on sound. Welcome to Ask an Artist, the podcast that aims to give you as much advice as possible to help you become a working artist. Laura and I both pay the bills by making our art. Every week, we'll be using our personal experience to give you help and advice in making art your proper job. So, we've all been there. You're ready to print or paint in the studio to create your next masterpiece, and you suddenly realise that you've run out of that colour, or have the wrong size canvas, or not enough ink. From shopping local to browsing the big online art stores, purchasing art materials is something we all need to do, and in this episode, we're going to discuss how we shop and what makes us choose our preferred art supplies. So, Peter, how often do you go out shopping for your art supplies? Well, going out is actually a rarity, really. I don't really go out to get my stuff uh, at all these days, um, partly because of the uh, the businesses and the companies that I choose to uh, shop from are not located near me. Mm. So it, uh, almost all of my shopping is done virtually. I do it online through so a number of different means. What's your? How do you do that then? Do you have a plan? Do you just buy at random or how, how does it go? So I, 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 I keep relatively organized. So I try and I sort of a stock checks quite a strong mm. phrase, but I will, I am aware of the, the number of, of paint tubes that I've got and which ones are running low. Um, and canvases, I try and have a, a relatively small uh, range of sizes in stock should a commission come through and I can get straight to work on it. Yeah. Um, and I'd say I don't, I try, I don't order everything on a, a sort of a monthly or, or, or quarterly basis. I will sort of wait until when I make an order, I can get mm. sort of a good range of stuff in as opposed to sort of dribs and drabs. And that thing that just saves on, um, you know, delivery. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, um, it's exactly the same um, in my studio where I'll keep on top of, you know, whether I need any wood blocks because some of my stuff is quite specialist and I might mm. have to order it specifically or something like that, like as a wood block, particular size professional wood block that I use. And I know that I need to arrange with the supplier to order that. So mm. I, like you, it's keeping an eye on what's needed and putting together a big order. Yeah, but also but, um, maybe taking advantage of a sale or a special offer as well. Yeah, I'm so I'm, I'm I imagine like you, I'm signed up to lots of the the sort of the major art suppliers online, Absolutely, and yeah. when they're having you know flash sales or, or discounts or free delivery, or mm-hmm. uh, they're focusing their um, their marketing efforts on a particular product range. If it's something that I use or I'm curious about, I will look into it, and I think oh, as a spur of a moment, I will uh, sort of buy and invest. Well, in it's that. a great time also if you have thought about using a material or a product, but you you don't want to spend the money yeah. the full price mm. that's the time to get in there and, and, and experiment yeah but the other thing that i do with the big boys is if i am placing an order i always check for voucher codes oh, okay um so that's something that you can do when you're doing an online order and you you literally just say whoever it is you're ordering from and put a voucher code into google and it does a little search and it sometimes comes up with um, 25% off or free wow. postage or something like that. And then you can just tack that code into your order and benefit from it. That's cle- a clever bit of savvy shopping you're doing there. Yeah, I, it's it's quite interesting how often that works. It's it's certainly worth a punt, but I'd say that's going to be the big boys. 
yeah, yeah. art supply world that do that. I also want to stress that, you know, I, I try and be as organized as I possibly can, but there have been times where I have been caught short and I have literally run out of a color. Oh, me um, too. And, um, you know, and I can't wait for uh, the delivery, even if it's next day delivery, I need that paint now. And I, you know, I will drive to, you know, a, a one of the bigger shops, for example, like a Hobbycraft, because I know that they will just have a standard tube of colour that yeah. I'll be able to grab and, and crack on painting within an hour or so. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not perfect. I try and keep us organised. But no, then I've been caught out at the odd show or fair or something when I'm demonstrating and I'm, oh my goodness, I didn't pack the white or mm. something like that. Yeah. And, and you do have to improvise. I mean, obviously, as an art show, you usually there's a supplier tent and you can get <laughs> yeah. what you need so it, it, it's not so bad you do you do them a favor and say I'll, I'll tell them all to come to your stand if yeah. you give me some free Actually, stuff art fairs are an interesting one because sometimes there are very good deals to be had at art fairs yeah i know shows and festivals and things like that i mean i i certainly fill my my boots with art materials when i go to art fairs because they usually do very good deals and you're actually talking to people who kind of know what they're talking about because they are there working yeah. and representing and if that you're company demonstrating Mm. on a stand or something often people will give you sample products to demonstrate yeah. or to show so that's quite useful um so yes if it's art fairs are a very good place to just so let's go through then there's 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 because I, I get asked all the time as i yeah. know you do where do you buy your art materials and i i kind of quantify it into sort of a list of, of i suppose four maybe five uh strands that i that i buy my materials so let's go through them yeah. and, and explain what they are and then we'll let's share about where which ones do we buy and, and buy sure. into for what okay. reasons so i kind of i organize it into this list of four so first of all it's the big the big boys the big suppliers that you uh that you've already mentioned so i think that's companies like you know great art cass art jackson's these are um big sort of warehouse shops some of them have yeah, high street of, presence yeah like a uh, almost like sort of supermarket in that they have lots of departments with lots of, of stuff uh, yeah and bought. and what they are really good for is of course they have a on the whole a huge stock range so you can buy everything from your pencils and rubbers to giant canvases to rollers to mm. to almost all kind of art materials that you need not necessarily the kind of the specialist the more high-end the more specific range mm. but as a kind of a general shopping range those big companies and many more oh, are sure. usually very yeah. very good for Things that like drawing paper and, and yeah. yeah but studio basics stuff like that absolutely very good for that they tend to be very quick on things like delivery services because they are linked up to a lot of the, the major delivery uh, mm. offerings. So you can order and often get it the next day. Yeah, very slick uh, websites as a rule. Yeah, they can work. Uh, where they can fall a little down, I find, is sometimes customer service. Mm. Um, if there is a problem with an order or you want to find out more information about a product, mm. you end up being stuck in call queues and talking to somebody who's, understandably, they, they don't know anything about the art side. They're dealing with stock control and supply and demand. So I find that sometimes a little frustrating if I want to know a little bit of technical artistic information. I find sometimes they can lack on providing me what I'm looking for. Yeah, can I just interject there about about stuff like technical information? Because the shops may not be able to help, but can I put a shout out for the manufacturers? I know this is a bit off topic, but if you have a problem with an art product or an art material, or you want to know how to use it, well, don't forget to go to the manufacturer because mm. usually they have very informative websites. And as you'll have heard from our interviews um with the two michaels michael crane and michael harding about their products they they mm. are very keen to offer advice and help so yeah just to to go off on one there to say get in touch well with no i mean that, that that leads us that leads us beautiful to the next sort of the, the another supply are the small art suppliers so they can be smaller 
uh, sort of shops, not independent, but kind of a smaller range mm. of, of art shops. But quite often they are these individual manufacturers or suppliers that offer, for example, they only sell paint or oil paint or watercolor or they may only sell uh, brushes like rosemary and co up in yorkshire they are highly specific incredibly professional and have a wonderful range of that specific uh, product and they offer because of the specialism they offer a wonderful uh, a range of insight and in-depth information well, on that e- product absolute experts on the products on the whole as well, I find their customer service to be exceptional because mm-hmm. they are small businesses and they really do care about the artists and supporting them out there with their specific needs. And it's well worth building a relationship with a supplier like that in your mm. field because yeah, absolutely. It's, it's access to so much good information. The, the I suppose sometimes the downsides of working if you kind of shop exclusively with those is of course they have a very limited stock supply or mm. product range they just sell kind of what they do they won't sell all of the uh, studio sundries you may need um, and depending on the offering of of um, posting and delivery they may not be as quick as some of the bigger boys but they might do depending on the arrangements they have so it does sort of come with uh, sort of downsides as well sure sure um let's talk about sort of independent shops there's a little independent art high street shops which i know there are some that still exist uh, around the country i mean i i don't know about you but there's i don't think there are any near no. us where we are in part in no, the part of the uk used to, we used to have a couple but they are gone i'm afraid near mm. us but it you know some some in uh, i think people who live in cities are probably better off yeah because we're both in fairly rural location and I think the, the, the huge benefit of having a shop is you can see the products. It's touchy-feely, isn't oh, it? You, yeah, you can feel <laughs> the weight of the paper or yeah. you can take the lid off the paint and look at it and sniff it and just see what it's like. And that tactility, I think, is you know quite important. It can be very important for the touch uh, to find out what the materials are like. So I think, you know, of course they offer that in, in something well, that you can't also, offer digitally. Yeah. And I think also if you're just starting out and you're, you're starting out with a particular medium or something like that, just being able to physically go and look at stuff. I mean, in my line of work, the, I quite often get asked about cutting tools for, mm. for printmaking and to actually hold the tool and try it on a piece of liner or a piece of wood to see how it cuts. Mm. It's really kind of important because you can't tell that by looking at a photograph. No. Maybe actually it's the same for painters and brushes and stuff. Yeah, I think it's, it's sort of the weight of the brush and the length and the handle and, and the shape of the bristles and all that. You know, you can only really get through kind of the touch and the feel of it. So mm. it's it's those small independent shops where you can visit are fantastic for that. If you live lo- near one, of course, having them so locally to you, of course, is a huge asset. Where mm. they may fall down, of course, is their stock range. Of course, they can only stock what they can actually fit in the shop yeah they have to appeal um, maybe more to the amateur market than professional yeah. market and well. potentially certainly have a broader stock mm-hmm. range to uh, to suit everyone and and cost as well quite often they, they they tend to be the slightly more expensive of way of purchasing um, uh, materials yeah. um you kind of you, you you weigh that against sort of buying online but certainly good for browsing and learning about it and then the last, um, the last thing I've noticed is is the, the amazing array of materials that you can buy off things like eBay and Amazon. Um, you can get things really quite cheaply, quite often cheaper than a lot of the other suppliers oh, yeah. we've already mentioned. Um, p- partly because that the tends to be very, you know, very cost effective or free postage and the uh, stock supply out there. Yeah, but- I, I think also with with supplies like that, if you do a bit of lateral thinking, that you can often get a really good deal. I mean, for example, I. I 
wallop my way through an awful lot of newsprint in my studio. Um, For those who don't know what newsprint is, it's basically a very, very cheap paper that newspapers would be printed on but fish and, fish and chip paper i yeah, call fish it and chip paper, but, <laughs> but without the print yeah but i buy it i don't buy it as an art art material i buy it as a packing material for removal and house moving and things like that so i mm. actually buy it by the kilo from a removal company and it's yeah. it's really cheap down that no way. i do the same with paper as well and there's um there's some there's a scrap store near me mm. uh, and they're they're wonderful for providing what other companies consider scrap as actually i find that as a huge valuable yeah. tool for my practice and in the art school as well as giving me materials yeah. so sometimes the cheap stuff if it does suit can be wonderful and those online markets mm. or even if there's places out there that will provide you with stock is can be <laughs> wonderful yeah. invaluable tools and also so, I mean, things like um, there may be something that's a bit specialist that you can get cheaply. Like, for example, I have uh, water dispensing bottles that have a kind of they're plastic bottles with a, a, a spout that's got a, a hook on it. That's right. And yeah. They're really good for dispensing water in controlled amounts. And um, I bought these. They're called safety wash bottles. And I bought them on eBay from a company in Hong Kong. And they were so cheap. Mm. Um, so something that would be quite expensive as an aesthetic yes. art product is a, a something provided for the uh, chemical industry really mm. cheaply on eBay. So so, yeah, so those are those sort of four range. You've got the big art supplies. Mm. You've got the maybe the, the smaller uh, art supplies, the, the sort of specialists, I suppose. Then you've got the independent art shops as number three. And then kind of number four, that kind of wider, cheaper range that may not be art specialists at all. And then I suppose if you add a fifth, I suppose, is the as you kind of brought up with the... Um, the art fairs market when you can kind yeah, of sort of deal yeah. with them but that kind of comes into this this the specialist bracket so um so let's just because i'm I'll be, i'm very curious to find out where you get your you know your ink from for example and your paper because i know you work very special you know understand you're very specialist with your um medium so which do you use one of those services to get your inks and rollers and papers for example well what i do is um probably as we'll discover you do too i have a whole range of places that i shop from yeah but i do have one or two special relationships i would say um, for example, I have a very good uh, supplier in Hand Printed who are a company down in Bognor and they do mail order and they mm. are a specialist printmaking shop. And so general printmaking supplies I would get from them. And that's got the benefit that they will go the extra mile for me and they will order in specifically for me. Mm-hmm. But I also go to source sometimes. Um, I needed a particular Japanese tool called a Baron, which is used for Japanese woodblock printing. Right. And I actually went to a Baron maker in Japan Um Gotu-san, he's called, who is a, a master baron maker and contacted wow. him directly and he made me a baron. So that was a kind of one-to-one personal thing. Wow, like um, a bespoke service for yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so, so exactly like that. Um, the other thing that I, I mean, because I work in Japanese woodblock, a lot of my specialist supplies are in Japan, yeah. Um, so I have a relationship with a paper factory over there called Awagami Paper Factory, and they're very accommodating. So I do place orders direct to Japan, mm. um, but I also buy through a specialist shop. And then I go 
for teaching supplies, that could be one of the big suppliers. Um, for some materials like paint pots, I buy from IKEA. I buy yeah. candle holders. <laughs> <laughs> the nightlight holders make fantastic yes, yeah. paint pots, so I get those from IKEA. But you know, all over. So, how about you, Peter? What about you and your? studios well like you sort of i mean uh, as, as a sort of professional working artist now i have some very good relationships mm-hmm. with directly with the um, the suppliers and the manufacturers before that happened i like most people i bought a lot of my materials on the the kind of the main big art suppliers online you know cass art jackson's uh, great art and mm-hmm. so on um i will be honest what i often did i would tap in the product that i was looking for i would have the three websites up on my browser in my computer i would for find sure. out which one did it the cheapest and i would sort of add into the uh, the bot into the uh, the basket on mm-hmm. onto that particular website because cost was quite an important point for me at that point mm-hmm. in regards to getting uh, work but do you find it sorry to interrupt you but do you find it still is with teaching supplies i mean obviously quality comes into it but we're all you know we have to run a business and you do have to yeah i mean it's it's there's the it's trying to keep if you are supplying the art materials Mm. as part of your teaching course Mm. um and you don't want to pass that cost on to your students too much then it is i think fair and important to try and use as most cost effective means to uh, acquire your uh, your materials the when i started to change the way i bought my materials was when i started to take my sort of career if you like and myself seriously as a working artist Mm. and by that I mean I really wanted to make sure I was using the best materials that would you know last as long as I possibly could Um, personally for me wanting to try and invest and work with as as UK companies based Mm. with the materials that I could source so now I um, for my brushes I work with Rosemary and Co and they're Mm. a wonderful UK based company up Mm. in Yorkshire and all the brushes are handmade Mm. and I order directly from them and they've got a wonderful website that allow you to browse the brushes Mm. Um, with my paint I work with Michael Harding oil painters I know lots of you know Um, I'm an ambassador of the brand so I'm very uh, fortunate that they supply me with paint absolutely but I was using their paint for a good few years before Mm. that relationship even happened and I was not work because they do not sell directly but I was trying Mm. to find the most cost-effective way of buying their paint from suppliers and through time and through using the materials and as you suggested mm. earlier on getting in touch with them directly asking mm. more information about um you know the best way to use the medium and cleaning it up and, and and so on and so forth that relationship started to build and has now got me in this position where i'm able to you know promote them and support them uh, their range as an ambassador well it's interesting you, you you talk about the ambassador thing because um since we've been in lockdown with the um covid19 situation and I've been doing daily tutorial films. I've mm. been using a particular sort of paper that I had from Awagami factory. And they've recently been in touch and are going to send me some paper and some giveaway paper for um, my my students oh, okay. as a result of that. So, you know, suppliers are aware of artists working mm. and... Um, it's it's very nice to cultivate that kind of relationship. Yeah. But the other thing that you you sort of talking about when you started taking your career seriously is that if you're going to sell art to the public, you have a responsibility for the quality of that art in terms of its materials and archival um, durability. Absolutely, absolutely. It's so important. It's something that I I never really considered as I as I was developing myself Mm. as an artist you know practicing chipping away getting better 
I would just use whatever materials I could get my hands on, partly because of cost and partly uh, because it was just all about getting better. But now I'm at the stage where I am expecting people to buy and to sell. I am taking myself seriously. And with that decision came taking the materials I use very seriously. And there was, I, it was amazing that my, my framer and, and people who knew my work very well, as soon as I transferred from the, this one set of materials to a higher quality professional mm. range of materials, they could instantly see how mm. much better they were and how, and, and certainly for me as the artist, how much better they performed in the act of, mm. of painting and, and working as an artist by working with the higher quality stuff. Now, of course, the trade-off is you're you're working with high quality, but then you're 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 trading price. You know, they do cost a lot more. And there's a lot of people out there that ask me, why would you spend you know an extra twenty pounds for that color when you can get it in that brand and it's twenty quid cheaper? And quite often, I said, but you're, you're getting what you pay for. That you stuff inside indeed, that yeah. tube yeah. is is the highest quality. Mm-hmm. It might be more ethically sourced, more environmentally friendly. I'm very conscious as well as supporting, you know, UK companies and UK businesses. Mm-hmm. For me, I think that's that's quite an important thing and that have a very low environmental uh, impact. Mm-hmm. So it's those things that also have a uh, make make a dis- choice on, on the I, decisions that I make. I do truly believe it shows in the end result. It's like me going to this particular man in Japan to make a baron for me or mm. me using the proper... Um, Japanese washi paper from from Aragami to make my my Japanese woodblock prints. Mm. They to the outsider, it may seem a strange and sort of yeah. Uh, why would you do that? As you say, but actually, it it does improve the end result. You're always going to get a better product mm. at the end of it, mm. and that's going to be more appealing to the client. They may not yeah. know why, but no. It will shine through, I think. I think it gives it, it's what I call artistic depth. Mm. You know, you, you can sort of say, you've met this man who's made your brush, or I know the people who have made this canvas and paint. And it just, it I, psychologically, it just mm. elevates me up that little bit further that I am doing this seriously. And I think those that, that buy and invest in work also relax and feel a lot more comfortable that, that you have these wonderful relationships. Also, I mean, you get what you pay for. And in terms of reliability, durability, um, ease of use, you know, if you invest in really good materials and mm. equipment, then as a professional artist, when it's your job and you have to keep turning out high quality mm. work, you're going to get a better result with better products. Yeah, yeah. So I, I also want to stress some of the benefits of, of working with uh, and ordering directly from trusted suppliers and mm. small independent businesses first of all it's very very good for the art economy i, I am aware that i am a small cog in this art economy mm. uh, machine and it, it's important to support and invest all those other people within that you know i need the customers but i also need my art suppliers oh, yeah. so i can produce so I, I am very conscious to do my little bit and it may cost a little bit more but if i want my art economy to do successfully mm. for myself i need to invest into it as well and i yeah. think it's, it's important to sort of put that message out at there the moment as well 
absolutely they, they're going to need it's going in you know well we're all in self-isolation mm. most people ourselves included are still running online services and mm. um, certainly all my suppliers can get products out to their clients mm. so it is really important to keep those small suppliers going yeah i think more so than ever we're they're going to need us as much as we need them and and if uh, we've already said if you do invest financially but your time and your consideration and support to these uh, companies businesses manufacturers and suppliers i think it will it will reward you in the end you will get maybe something from them by building a wonderful relationship I know, I'm waiting for it my could box be. from japan full of paper at the moment it, exactly <laughs> it, it could it could lead to projects and sponsorship and yeah. and marketing and residencies and who not because you are supporting them so you know a, a big shout out to that that if you are considering taking yourself seriously as an artist think about what what part can you do to support the uh, the art industry in the world so laura what is our takeaway today so i think our takeaway this week peter is to think very carefully about where you buy your next lot of art supplies if it's cheap stuff that you're after then there are plenty of options out there but if you're looking to invest in your own artwork and to support your artwork and local businesses think about buying directly from suppliers and specialists it'll pay off both in terms of quality and in terms of relationships. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Remember, you can catch up with all the stuff we've covered today and in all previous episodes on our website, which is askanartistpodcast.com. In the meantime, please help us by subscribing to the show and please tell everyone all about us to help you become working artists. 